everybody and welcome back to Roll It. Uh, I'm Ryan, I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm with your other co-host, Ty. How you doing, Ty? I'm doing pretty good, Ryan. How are you? Not too bad. Can't complain. Good deal. To- today we're covering Shrek, the 2001 movie, directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen. Do you know what Andrew Adamson looks like? <laughs> no, I didn't look him up. <laughs> At the completion of this movie, he had really long blonde hair. Threw me for a loop. I wasn't ready for it. You wasn't you weren't expecting it? <laughs> no. Well, uh first thing I want to go over what what do you think about this movie? Do you like this movie, Ty? I do. I so I hadn't seen it since two thousand and one. I hadn't seen it in the past eighteen years. Alright, alright. I'm gonna stop you right there because I know <laughs> that's a lie. Because I watched part of it at your house last year. Right. No, I was getting to that. <laughs> so I had I hadn't seen it in eighteen years and uh yeah, when you came down to visit and I was like, oh, you want to watch something on Netflix? Thinking, I don't know, like we were going to watch something different than <laughs> you were like, we were scrolling through and you were like, Shrek's actually a really good movie, dude. And <laughs> we ended up watching, I, I don't know, I watched like 10 minutes before I went up to bed or something like that. But I was, I remember like hearing some of the jokes and be like, yeah, you're not wrong. So I watched a little bit of it then. And then, yeah, I hadn't, so I hadn't watched it in a year, but I, I in its entirety, it's been a long time. Yeah, I feel you. No, I, I, I pretty much went through the same thing, uh, which obviously happened before I came to your place and watched it. But I, I can't remember if I saw it on TV or what. But I decided to watch it. Might have been on Netflix at the time. And I was like, oh, I haven't seen that in probably fifteen years. Let's watch it. And man, I forgot how hilarious this movie was. It, there are some uh, really good parts to it. Yeah, for sure. It, really, and it was and then, on. Go ahead. It was on Netflix for a long time. It was, and that's where we watched it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so many jokes that I didn't get when I was, whatever, 10. Oh, yeah. That now click. Cause, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's like, a lot there's, of them. But yeah, I, I love this movie, and I watched it that, that time, and then like I think I watched it twice more last year. I think I watched it three times last year. <laughs> really got really got to you. It did. It did. It did. century uh yeah and then you you uh recommended doing it this week and i was like yeah heck yeah i'll do shrek yeah i well i kind of recommended it as like a joke (laughs) (laughs) it was it was kind of just like a oh you know we could do shrek and you were like not a bad idea and i was like okay is it not (laughs) all right let's (laughs) oh yeah i i think it's a good idea I like this movie. Well, yeah, uh, after after I, I started watching it and jotting some notes and paying attention a little bit more, I was like, all right, I'm happy we did this. And yeah, it's yeah. uh it's the shortest one we've done so far on our podcast. Indeed. It's just like just about an hour and a half. Not, yeah. Not too long at all. Pretty tight. With credits, an hour and a half. Yeah. Now, I forgot how quick that, like last year, of course, when I had my Shrek uh, re- revitalization or whatever you want to call it, uh, reawakening. Um <laughs> I I like realized how tight it was. Like, it was it wasn't long at all, and he was like going to the going to the castle to rescue Fiona, and I was like, wow, we're already here, man. This movie's flying by. Yeah, but but yeah, so it's nice, tight. It flies by, hilarious the whole time. But it's yeah, and it's it's just a, it's just a fun movie to watch. It is. Um, so give us the rundown. Yeah, I'll give you a little recap before we get into things, and then we can get going from there. 
In an undisclosed fairy tale land, an ogre named Shrek is living a life of solitude in his swamp. Soon, his swamp is overrun with fairy tale creatures. He, appeal he appeals to Lord Farquaad to fix this, and they agree on a deal. That is, Shrek going to find a princess for him in return for a quiet swamp. Shrek and his f new friend Donkey rescue the princess and take her back to Farquaad. On the way, Shrek and the princess Fiona fall in begin to fall in love. Fiona goes to marry Farquaad, but at the last last moment, Shrek stops the wedding. Fiona reveals she's part ogre. Farquaad is eaten by a dragon, and Shrek and Fiona marry and live ugly ever after. End of movie. You you got the gist of it down. Um, it's I, for some reason I thought I didn't remember Farquaad dying, so that was like a little pleasant surprise in the movie. Yeah, it's it's super like low key. Like you don't feel anything at all. No. <laughs> like it eats him and it's like super anticlimactic. They're like, "Oh, well, I guess he's uh guess he's dead." Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so the first thing I want to touch on is obviously like the obvious Disney rip-offs in this movie. So, how many did the, you uh, count? I didn't keep track. Did you? Uh, maybe. All right, give me a number. <laughs> so I didn't check my number with, um, I actually didn't, hold on, let me, I'm going to need to count them real fast. I didn't check my number with how many there actually were in the movie, but I have Pinocchio, Three Blind Mice, Tinkerbell, Snow White, The Big Bad Wolf, Robin Hood, Three Little Pigs, Gingerbread Man, Magic Mirror, and Cinderella. I don't know if I oh. missed any. Well, there was a few that were so those were just references in like terms of characters, right? And well, and some of those characters weren't affiliated with Disney; they were just like grim fairy tales. True, and then but, and that, I didn't count like Giuseppe and right. And there's, I mean, there's other references like within the story itself, like when Donkey flies, and the pigs say, "Ah, uh, shoot, what do they say now? I can't remember." But uh, whatever they say is what. Uh, is it's a direct ripoff of Peter Pan when he flies, and then oh, okay. uh, when he starts flying, it's a ripoff of Dumbo, and uh, there's a there's a bunch of other ones too. But like just in the story itself, there's so many. But so the uh, I meant characters. I was counting characters. I got gotcha. you. I knew yeah. I knew where you're going. I gotcha. <laughs> uh, but the uh, so Shrek was produced by DreamWorks Studios. And DreamWorks Studios was uh, created by, well, a few people, but one of them being uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg. And he was a former top man at Disney. So he was in charge of their, pretty much their revitalization of uh, animation in like the late 80s, early 90s. So okay. like he did, he did uh, like The Little Mermaid. Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, like all that was under his purview. Yeah. So uh, Disney had a like really big reawakening in terms of anim animation under him. When and, did he When did he break away from Disney? Well, I think it was I think it was ninety three. Katzenberg wanted to move up to president uh, underneath uh, Michael Eisner, and Eisner didn't want to do that because that would have meant moving. Uh, the then president to vice chairman. He didn't think that was a good idea. Well, the next year, 
the president died and Eisner didn't appoint Katzenberg to his vacant position. So that's when Katzenberg uh, left. I think he was fired, actually, because uh, there's a big rift between the two then. And that's when he founded DreamWorks. <laughs> he said, screw you guys. I'm going to make Shrek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what he said. Jerks. Um, so, yeah. So, like, you can obviously see his ties to that and, like, yeah, uh, him kind of satirizing those characters and, oh, like, yeah. kind of dragging them through the mud as uh, instead of, like, idealizing them. Right. He kind of just, like, makes them all, like, idiots. And uh, <laughs> as he calls Cinderella a mentally abused shut-in. Uh, <laughs> so I, it's just, it's so funny how he just kind of, like, drags them through the mud. As soon as he leaves, he's like, just the, like, the amount of pettiness. He's like, well, <laughs> next, this movie you guys are directing, like, make all the Disney people look like crap. Um, but yeah, okay, so that ties in, like, I couldn't get over, not even the Disney, but, like, the pop culture references. I don't, this has got to be one of the first, like, especially animated movies that, like, for kids that had so many pop culture references in it. Well, it was, it was actually the fourth ever computer animated movie. The, it was the, it was the fourth ever movie that was completely computer animated. Oh, I got you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of new territory to kind of discover here. And I think taking on the pop pop culture and mixing it in with like the old school fairy tale, happily ever after kind of deal, um, had, had a nice twist to it. Yeah. And I'm sure it also made it appeal to like adults. Oh yeah. For sure. Cause like adults like me, I, I enjoyed this movie probably more than I did when I was little. Because oh, I a hundred percent enjoyed it more today. And when I finished the movie, then I did in 2001 when I was prepping for first grade or whatever. <laughs> exactly. Like I didn't get when like, uh, princess Fiona, when they're fighting, uh, Robin hood and his merry men mm-hmm. or whatever that miss your hood. Cause they can't <laughs> say Robin hood. Um, <laughs> when she like at the end of it, she jumped or in the middle of the fight, she jumps in the air, like matrix style, like Carrie Ann yeah. Moss. And, like, moves her hair out of the way. And she's, like, just paused in the air. And then she kicks both of them. I didn't get that when I was 10. But, like, now, <laughs> The Matrix is one of my favorite movies. So I'm like, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, there's, like, a lot of uh, there, there's a lot of that kind of stuff throughout the movie, which just keeps it really interesting. And definitely, I mean, makes it a movie that is PG, but also appeals to an older crowd for sure. Oh, yeah. And I think, I don't know if this was when animated movies started going this way. Because I know that, like, Pixar now, which is affiliated with Disney, obviously, but Pixar now is pretty much like that. Like, they appeal to the... They're like children's movies. Right, but, but they, like throw, a, they throw a couple sprinkles in there for the parents. Oh, yeah, adults, the adults. too. I, I don't even want to say parents, adults. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. So, I don't know. I'm curious if this kind of set the... Uh, set the standard or set... Set the bar there, saying, hey, Set the guys, bar there, yeah. saying this is possible or this is an idea, and everybody kind of just took off from there. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And, I mean, who wouldn't want to keep watching the movie when Smash Mouth has the opening credits? Dude. I'm like I a little gonna... all-star to get you riled up, ready for a great movie. 
I was gonna save this for the end, like as my last question to you. But oh no, I figure I brought since it up. you since you brought up All Star, yeah, like that's like half of the meme in itself. But like, yeah, this movie. Why why do you think did this movie become such a meme? Like this is like, dude, that's peak, all right. If you type in, like, if you it's type like in, outlived itself. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. If you type in, how did Shrek? Right, because I was googling this, and I was like, "How how did Shrek? How or I, I think I was typing in how was Shrek animated?" But I wrote like, "How was Shrek?" And the first thing that pops up is like, "Become a meme." <laughs> See, I didn't even Google that, but like, it's just like it's all over everywhere. It's just like anybody's anytime somebody <laughs> says somebody will just type as a comment on something, somebody, and then yeah. you know. The comment thread is just gonna keep going, and uh, like, uh, like that that song would not have been nearly as popular without Shrek. No oh, way. Oh no, for sure. <laughs> I, I mean, it's hey, I'm not, I'm not hating. You know, it's a, it's a catchy tune, catchy jingle there. <laughs> but I mean, I uh, love it. <laughs> yeah, I, it definitely wouldn't have been, and I think it, that's so funny about it too because like. Every time, even though I haven't watched the movie in so long, too, it's like every time I heard that song, I thought of Shrek. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, continuing on that meme culture kind of thing with this movie is have you seen, I don't know where I saw it, if it was Reddit or where it was circulating around, but there was a kid who has a YouTube video, or he, he makes YouTube videos, um, where he takes a bite out of an onion for every day until Shrek 3 comes out. <laughs> And it was like the one video was like day one ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's good. I, I don't know what I, I feel like bad for just ripping on his like his little thing and not giving him credit. So I'm gonna look it up here real fast. But uh, uh, yeah, but like it's just one of those things. I don't I don't know what else would be equivalent to this. I'm trying maybe like. Something like Keanu, maybe. Keanu's probably bigger than this. But, like, Keanu Reeves just kind of became a meme. Dude, he kind of looks like Farquaad when they're, he, when he's the smaller version of himself. Who does? Keanu Reeves. You know that you know the <laughs> meme where, like, it's like him and then they made the smaller version? Oh, yeah, when he's at, talking at E3. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of looks like Farquaad, doesn't he? <laughs> I don't know. I can't picture it. Dude, he does. So, yeah. All right. Here's, I found the channel. It's One Giant Onion. And uh, so the video I happen to click, it's taking a bite out of an onion every day until a new Shrek movie is released. Day nine. 55,000 views. And it's just this kid. It's a minute long. It's just this kid. He holds up an onion. You know, it's a real onion. He takes a bite of it. His face goes way ugly. He's just like, not enjoying himself looks like he's about to cry just he oh he does he is crying he zooms in on it and that's it and then <laughs> recommended his day 10 <laughs> well it's just like it's just i sent when we decided to do this movie i sent you that link because i saw it on i think i saw it on reddit uh i sent you that link that youtube video of Shrek, but yeah, sped up five percent every yeah. time he smiles, and it's like by like minute ten of like movie time, it's incomprehensible. Oh yeah, for like sure. it doesn't take long at all. You can't, yeah, no, and, no, no, it's 
it condenses the whole movie to eight minutes. <laughs> and I think it had I don't know how many views it had, but it had I didn't even hundreds look. it had hundreds of thousands of views. And I was just like, why does this have hundreds of thousands of views? And then I was like, wait a second. I guess I'm watching it right now, so Yeah, I always do that when <laughs> when I see things. I'm like, how how does this have a million views? And then I'm like, well, I've watched it seven times in the last month, so <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so uh discounting the meme culture surrounding this movie which is a big portion of this movie i wanted to get to one of like the actual themes of the movie itself and that is realness versus fakeness or like theatricality Mm -hmm. so um i mean the two biggest two biggest uh markers of this are obviously shrek and lord farquaad yeah so shrek is represents realness where he doesn't doesn't care well i guess he kind of does care what people think about him but he doesn't censor himself right about it uh he is just himself he is himself better out than in i always say (laughs) and uh even when he's around a princess and he just he doesn't care uh he doesn't like conform to the social norms that are expected of him right like when rescuing well how many social norms are expected of an ogre well, exactly. <laughs> but, like, of a knight, because he was taking on the role of knight. Right. So he would have, like, she expected him to take on those norms. And You know didn't. how the knight in shining armor is supposed to, like, kiss the sleeping princess? Yeah. And she's, like, pretending to be asleep, and he's just, like, knocking her <laughs> on the head. He's like, come on, get up. He's, like, shaking <laughs> her, yeah. <laughs> uh, so there's, like, all that. And then Lord Farquaad, he is obsessed with like perfection and looking perfect and having the perfect kingdom. And, uh, so a few of the, <laughs> one of the biggest things I, I noticed was, so there's, which this was just a funny joke, but it also played to this point. Uh, there's a couple of points where the, uh, I don't know. They must, his employees or whatever were holding up the, the cue cards for the audience. Yeah. Applause. Dude. Yep. Laughter. Uh, so it just like shows you how like fake the whole place is. Yeah. And he, how everything has to be scripted. Is. Exactly. And like when uh, Shrek and Donkey get to the. Uh, what's it called? Dulock. Dulock. Yes. Uh, when they get there, everything's just like perfectly crisp. When, when Shrek and, runs in to crash the wedding, he's like. Ah, Duloc, it's a nice place, very clean. I like <laughs> Yeah. I like it. Nice. Uh yeah, it's like perfect. There's nobody around, like the souvenir shop, everything's perfectly placed. Uh of course an ode to Lord Farquaad because that's the way he made the whole town. Yeah. Um So yeah, that that the cue cards was one of the big things I saw. Uh and they he talks I don't know if I I guess he talks like he's chivalrous. Right. Uh, he, he has a... He, he has the flowery language. Yeah. And the medieval tongue of uh, fanciful language. Yeah, it's just fake. Yeah, exactly. He's just yeah. putting on a show. Yep. Uh, just to get... To look good and get what he wants. Um, so, those two are kind of set. Uh neither of them really change it a lot. Shrek does a little bit because he, he goes from being a loner to accepting others into his life, you know? 
and I would accepting. say I would say there's growth in in that uh, in Shrek's character for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, but I think uh, Fiona's character is a, like a really cool place to look for this for this theme because when he first comes, when he first rescues her, uh, comes across her in the castle, she is uh, acts like Lord Farquaad. She's talking in the flowery language. Mm-hmm. Uh, expecting Shrek to... She's playing that role. Exactly. And, like, she's awake. Like you said, she's awake, and she, like, grabs the flowers and pretends to be sleeping. So he'll wake her up with a kiss. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's given all this fancy language about how he's supposed to do things and what's expected and how the... How the rules of chivalry are supposed to go when when he's rescuing a princess. Yeah. (laughs) And Shrek's like, well... Uh, didn't work out for those guys, so I think I'm just gonna try to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which like it just it's one more in his like realness that, category. That whole time, that whole time they were in the castle, he had really funny like one-liners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's where his like one-liners really shined. Uh, yeah, because it was so fast-paced. It was yeah. just like bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Uh But yeah, so like she starts out like that, and then. Slowly but surely, she kind of comes out of that mm-hmm. and becomes more "quote unquote" real as they're uh, as they're walking and, through. Exactly, and she becomes more herself. Like especially after the first night, they camp out and uh, eat some weed rats. <laughs> eating some weed rats is that what yeah. they're called? Weed rats? They're called weed rats, right? I can't remember. I think there it's something rats. Weed rat. I think it is weed rat. Ah, uh, yeah. So like by that by the end. She accepts her true nature or her true self by uh kissing Shrek and be uh becoming an ogre and accepting that. Um she's being like fully authentic there. Right. Uh that's as authentic as she gets. Exactly. Whereas before yep. she was trying to hide her authenticity uh under yep. a layer of perfection of her as Princess Fiona, you know? Uh, human form Princess Fiona and <laughs> uh, then at the end it comes out and that was like that was the reaching of the finale of her arc and I thought like that was a really nice cat like all the way from beginning to end it like works perfectly there oh it has a great story arc I mean because it follows the basic like principles of a story you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah introduction it's... of characters conflict resolution <laughs> I mean it's like the hero's journey I mean, yeah, it's, it's really not too oldest, much different. It's than, time, you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of ripped, uh, ripped right out of Joseph Campbell's Hero of uh, a Thousand Faces or whatever. But, um, yeah. So like, Shrek follows a hero's journey, and he does. Like you said, there is character growth, but I guess not in the way I was pointing at for Fiona. He just has a different type of growth. Right. Uh but yeah, so that's that's what I that's the main point I wanted to point out there. What, what do you uh you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I wasn't looking as much into the uh I don't know, I, I was more pulling out points that I thought were kind of just hilarious. <laughs> but as far as like character and and um you know seeing change throughout the movie, I think those two you definitely see it. I, I think those are the only two that you actually see it because the constant is donkey. He's never changed. You know what I mean? No, he's the same beginning and end. Yeah. yeah. He's in, in he, you know, 
his love for the dragon might have changed a little bit. <laughs> but um, a little foreshadowing to Shrek 2 next week's pod. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I think you did a really good job at just kind of laminating, like, those those uh, ki- character um, improvements, I'll call them, throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I did pick up on some weird, like, I don't know if you picked up on this because you're not on the, sh- the socials as much, but uh, Farquaad's banner resembles the Facebook logo. Coincidence? Uh, well, when did Facebook... Uh, 2004. A, yeah. So, I three, mean, three years after unless, Shrek comes out. Unless he was modeling after Lord Farquaad, which maybe he could, because, I mean, Facebook is kind of shitty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he could have been trying to form a uh, dictatorship uh, on the internet. Uh, but, I'm just saying, big, big social media platform. Is he making yeah. up for something? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, you might be pointing something out that's pertinent. Did you get the joke, Ryan? You didn't even get the joke, damn it. What? When they first arrive at Duloc, Shrek's like, ah, big castle. He's probably oh, making yeah, up yeah. for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said big social media platform. You think he's making up for something? Come I, on, Ryan. I got it, I got Stay it. Stay with me, stay with <laughs> me. Oh, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier. So, one of the bigger, <laughs> one of the more hilarious things about him, like, of them ripping on fairy tales is like, it literally starts in scene one when like they're flipping through the book and they're reading the fairy tale. Or, yep. Uh, and then like he gets to the end, he's like, Oh, what a load. Of... And he like, yeah, he literally wipes his butt with fairy tales. Like if that isn't saying something, then I mean, I don't know what is. Uh, yeah. It really sticks. It, it sticks it to it, but it's just funny how much they bring it. They, they, uh, uh, stri- or I don't know what word I'm looking for. Parody them. Yeah, parody them and kind of uh, str- or like bring them back through groove. Like, uh, damn, why can't I think of a word? <laughs> um, weave it in. Weave it back in. That's the word. In my head, literally in my head right now, there's like ten thousand art projects going on that we did in elementary school. And I'm like, I know that word has something to do with one of these. Dang it. Uh, yeah, but. Like, and I definitely think it's more of a, it's more of a parody than a satire, uh, because I think it's doing it, it's doing it lovingly. Like it's making fun of them lovingly. Cause he did like Katzenberg, like I know he didn't direct this or write it. I don't think, uh, but like he had a big part to do with a lot of the, like the bigger Disney movies. So like they're not satirizing those, but they're just kind of poking fun. Like, in a loving way, because, I mean, they're still using all the same mechanics of storytelling, you know? Yeah, I, I don't, I, you know, you can, I think he brought it in and he had, uh, he had fun with it. I don't think it was, like, yeah, making it so, like, satirical that you look back and you're like, what a crock of shit. Or, you know what I mean? Like, why would I ever have watched that or enjoyed that? Like, he obviously, uh... You know, because when you're a kid and you're watching that, you're just like, oh, cool. Like, there's, you know. Pinocchio. Pinocchio, yeah, even though they can't say Pinocchio, so. (laughs) Yeah, no, you don't think, but, like, when you get older, you're like, oh, it's making fun of them. But, like. Yeah. But it's still Well, it's easier to see when you're older, but. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. So, 
I, that's, I guess that's where I was coming from. I think it's more of a parody than a satire, but uh, I think it's well done either way. Yeah, I, uh, I'll agree with that for sure. So what do you have on the uh, – do you have anything on the filmmaking side of things? Yeah, so I – The artistic direction? <laughs> the arti- I mean, like, everything about the, the movie um, was really cool. So it's I, – I don't know anything about computer animation at all. But, um, I, like I said, I looked up some things. I know that this was like the fourth film ever made with complete computer animation and kind of the first that introduced, um, and kept a human character or like a real looking person kind of thing in there. And instead of just ants or bugs <laughs> or whatever, um, but I mean, as far as like lighting goes and just like the things that I normally look for, like lighting and composition and like camera movement that all i mean nothing about it was static it's all they like they made it three-dimensional and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. and all their camera movements and like you know like the one cool shot that i'm just thinking of is um the camera shot coming through the window when shrek realizes that there's all these rejects in his swamp and it comes out through the window and you see his face and then it just pans up goes to like what would be like an aerial view mm-hmm. yeah and i that i think that has to be harder in animation oh because i'm sure yeah when you're doing you know when you're doing it in real life it's almost like uh you you have like there's there's hundreds and thousands of different ways to film a scene right but when you're shooting a scene in real life you're like okay well these are some restrictions we have and in filmmaking there or i mean in in, in animation there's zero so to come up with those shots, I think, and the compositions and the, uh, you know, ever everything about it, like the camera movements and everything, has to be really tough to do because there's literally any possible possibility there can be. So I, I just think it was really cool, and it looked re- like it, it was made 18 years ago. But was, it still looks pretty damn good. Yeah, I was going to say that. Like, I was surprised when I was watching it. It holds up. Yeah. I was like, this was made in 2001. And this they could have put this animation out, like, this year. And it still looked good. Yeah. And that's the thing. So, and it's funny, too, because when I was doing a little bit of research on the how they made, uh, how they did the animation of it and everything, it's really interesting because a lot of the artists who worked on this movie, there were over 300 artists and technicians to work on this movie over a course of three years, which is just insane. And so a lot of those artists came straight off of making the movie ants, which we had a laugh at right before the podcast. Cause I kind of told you this and I was like, dude, go look at, just type in ants in Google and look at the, just look at a still from that movie. It It's just, it's so generic. Like you can tell that's like late nineties. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You're like, oh, they just found out how to make computers do things. Yeah. For filmmaking, you know. Yeah. And this was only three years after. So let's just take a generous guess and say six years after the the start of making Ants, they put out Shrek. And the quality and the details of everything were a hundred times better. And that's kind of what the director told him whenever he walked in the first day, I guess, from what I gathered from uh, a couple like behind the scenes videos, is that he wanted it to be better than Ants, which is <laughs> kind of like a backhanded 
compliment. It's kind of saying like, here's where I set the bar, but you have all these artists. It's more like a front-handed like, insult. Yeah. He, Huh? It's more like a front-handed insult. Well, no, it's it's a backhanded compliment because he's like, Ants was really cool, and we're going to do what they did to make our movie. Mm-hmm. But we want to make it better. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Everything from the lighting to the camera movements, everything like that, is just it's really cool to watch I, and to think about how they made it. Um, and think about, like, how long that took to make. Is oh, just yeah. kind of incredible. You know what I mean? Oh, it's crazy. Three years. Could you imagine your job every day <laughs> for three years is to come in and make Shrek's facial expressions? <laughs> no, I really can't. <laughs> like, when, when Shrek became a meme, you know the guy whose job it was to create all his facial expressions was like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> I, I mean, hey, like, getting his money's worth, I guess. Oh, for sure. It's like my creation is living on. <laughs> for sure there's a lot of funny things that like this movie just is like packed full of like just quick quick comedic scenes you know mm-hmm. uh like slap like slap laughter yeah there i mean there's slap laughter but there's a lot of like witty oh yeah witty uh witty banter for and sure just like quick snips back and forth that yeah, if you don't keep up, you don't get them. Right. But, like, I mean, they're one it, after one my... another, so they're easy to miss if, like, you miss the second one. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, like, it doesn't stop. One of my favorite is uh, is when Farquaad's looking at the mirror at the three bachelorettes, <laughs> and the executioner yells out, pick three, my lord, and he holds up two fingers. <laughs> so it's good. It's like a... Dude, it's like a two-second clip, but the way it's, like, presented, because, like, it's this big, the, the executioner, you only see him uh, three or four times throughout the whole movie, and every yeah. time it's funny. So, like, when you're introduced to him, he's, like, pouring this glass of milk, and you're like, what? <laughs> and then it turns out to be, like, the torture for the gingerbread man. Oh, that's one of my favorite scenes. Oh, my God. And then he's talk, talking. It doesn't about, make but, any sense. He's talking about the Muffin Man. Yeah, he's like, do you know man? the Muffin Man? And then Farquaad's like, the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. <laughs> he lives on, he <laughs> lives on back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's, oh, my gosh. Well, so who funny. are they talking about? Who are they supposed to be talking about there? Cause she, the Muffin cause, Man. Because he's like, do you know the Muffin Man? He's like, the Muffin Man? The, who no, lives on so Cherry Lane? And then they were like, talking about uh, who's married to the Muffin Man. Yeah, exactly. Who? Uh, why does he want this information from the Gingerbread Man? I have no idea. I I don't know. Oh man! But that's what makes it like so funny. It's so funny because it's so out of context. Yeah, and so the next time you see the uh, yeah, it is. It's out of context, but it fits so well into the movie. It's so crazy. And then the next time you see the executioner is when he's like, "Pick three, my lord," and he holds out two fingers. <laughs> and then the only other time I uh, maybe he was at like the great battle of the knights to see who would get to go and rescue Princess Fiona. But the only other time I can actually think of like seeing him is at the end when Shrek and Fiona like kiss. He yeah. grabs one of the cue cards for the it's audience like, and writes "aw." Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> that reminds me. So like, I mean, there's that time when, uh, even though it's Shrek and Fiona, he's writing that down. So like, they're being told what to say. Mm-hmm. But like, so at the beginning when they're doing the wrestling. 
or yeah. not wrestling, but when he's yeah, beating the crap a out of them. Than, it's a little different than wrestling, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, but uh, at the beginning, they're holding those signs up for applause and stuff when Farquaad's talking. Yep. But once Shrek and Donkey come in and start beating those guys up, like the audience is just going at it. Like they're all cheering for him and like oh, yeah. telling him to give him the chair without any cards or anything. So it's like they've become their real selves when Shrek comes in. They've and they're freed. not their real selves. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I just, I, that reminded me of that, so I had to say that. Yeah, no, that's, that's funny. Uh, yeah, there were just, you know, going back to things that I picked up, it was just like a lot of like the funny scenes. So one of the, one of the best, I mean, I don't want to say best, one of the, like the funny, funnier camera shots of this movie was when Shrek and Donkey first arrived at uh, Duloc. Uh, Farquaad's castle and there's that big mascot you know taking <laughs> and they're running and, and the shot's just still but he's running back and forth through the thing with his giant ass face of Farquaad yeah <laughs> that that had me that had me uh oh it's chuckling I mean, up that's why man I just keep running into these you keep bringing them up and I keep hitting them uh <laughs> that that guy is even though he's scared to death of Shrek He's like still so concerned about like keeping up with his appearances and like social norms that he's running through. Right. And even though he could just go around it. And then Trek yeah. shows that he just doesn't care and just walks Dang, straight through Ryan. it. And throwing things under a microscope here, I dig it. I mean, I, I do what I can, Ty. I do what I can. That's what I mean, we're, you're bringing I mean, you're bringing it up. I'm, I'm and that's just, yeah. That's I'm hitting what you're well together. <laughs> uh yeah, that that's a that's a really good point though. Um and the, the going back, you know, I'm just thinking of that scene now. <laughs> going back to like the slap humor. Uh it like whenever the the um uh what's it called? When, so whenever they go to that clock and there's like the the children singing kind of thing yeah. about Duloc. And then it, it, where it goes to the point and it's like I forget what point I forget what how it relates, but they go, they turn around and slap their ass, but they don't say ass. Clean your shoes, wipe your. Yeah, clean your shoes. Or no. Wash your face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how it is. Clean your shoes, <laughs> wash your face. And that's like, it's just hilarious because you know, like in your head, you already put that word in there, so it's just funny. Yeah. There's like a lot of that, like little, little nuggets of gold throughout yeah. the movie. Oh, for sure. Uh, Oh, you know, I was going to bring this up. I can't believe I didn't because this was like one of the things I was thinking about on uh, driving home today was when you talked about character development and stuff. Um, I was going to say they're kind of, yeah, like the characters develop kind of like an onion. Oh, I can't believe I forgot about this too. Thank you, Tom. Thank you. Uh, Because they're stinky. (laughs) (laughs) So you stink. No. Uh yeah um well what did you want to say on that oh no go ahead i Uh, I wanted to bring it up for you for you to expand upon or divulge i mean so so shrek obviously is the one that brings it up and he is the clearest definition of this so his outside is (laughs) mean stinky scary you know some would say like an onion uh (laughs) intimidating uh and then you he you know donkey mainly donkey and then fiona 
kind of peel those layers back and find that he's uh, a caring, nice friend and uh, person, I guess. I don't know. Is he a person? I guess ogre. Ogre. He's an uh, ogre. I guess I'm I'm uh, anthropomorphizing here. Um, <laughs> but so, like, his, his are wiped away, and he's, like, nice underneath. And then the same thing happens with Fiona, who also has layers, like, her pretentious layers on the top. And you peel underneath, and then she ends up being just like Shrek. And then Farquaad is the same way. Ah, uh, he puts on the air of perfection and chivalry. When you peel back those layers, he's just a uh, just a little dick. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> uh, and then Donkey, like he says, Donkey don't have layers. <laughs> they just kind of wear. They just kind of wear everything out on their sleeve. I haven't heard a movie or watched a movie with Eddie Murphy in it in a while, and that was refreshing to to watch Shrek and hear Eddie Murphy. He's definitely the best part of this. I mean, oh Mike, my god, Mike Myers with a Scottish accent is okay. I mean, he's good, but like Eddie Murphy is by far the best part of this movie. All right, Mike Myers did a good job. Some say great. <laughs> But what's who who do we think would have done a better Shrek? Well, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> I know who I you, think I know who you think would do a better job. I think Chris Farley would do a better job. And I it's not like I was thinking this before you told me this. I don't wanna <laughs> make it appear that way. I was I was just thinking Chris Farley would make a good Shrek and Ryan said, Hey, do you know who was voicing uh, Shrek before Mike Myers, Chris Farley. So why don't yeah. you tell? Why don't you tell our uh, like recap what we were talking about just before we we pressed the red button? So, I think Shrek started development pretty early on. I think so. DreamWorks was founded in like '94. Uh, Katzenberg left Disney and founded DreamWorks with Steven Spielberg and one other guy, and the rights were bought to Shrek, which was. So Shrek's loosely based on a book in like oh. made, I think published in 1990. It's the same name, very loosely based. Um So yeah, so they Steven Spielberg bought the rights to that like right away. And then Dreamworks bought that from Spielberg when he helped found the company. And anyway, I think they started production like pretty early on, like 90 uh can't remember when chris farley started doing lines 94 95 like it was right away and he recorded a bunch of lines before they did any of the animation and then as we all know chris farley passed away which is very sad r.i.p uh r.i.p for sure um and they said well we don't have enough here to make the full movie so they brought on mike myers and that's when the scottish accent was brought on and uh that's what we have now but yeah like you were saying before i i would be interested in hearing it what chris Far- uh, i 100 percent would be interested in hearing it how chris farley delivered it and what you know what his take on the character was but can I you just imagine like some of the more exciting moments that shrek had though like how great that would have fit in with like a hyped up chris farley yeah i just it's so hard to picture. You know what I mean? Like once you've watched a movie enough times with somebody in there 
and then you come across these things it's like well uh blah 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 was originally cast to play the part you know and it's like yeah i you just can't picture it and that's kind of where i'm at on this like i'd like to hear that hear those recordings uh just to see but like it'd be hard for me to accept i don't know i think a different it would be, interpretation i think it would be better but then again like i'm not saying mike myers didn't do a great job he obviously did he killed it but chris farley who knows maybe shrek killed chris farley uh no i think those speed balls that killed chris farley ah uh, that's a close one <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think those uh yeah those are pretty rough um <laughs> but yeah so you got anything else ty uh i don't i have in my notes work parfait in somehow <laughs> i mean i don't love, everybody love parfait oh that's what it's from yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I wrote that down for a reason. It's like usually all my notes are like I'm pretty solid whenever I'm looking back over them. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, easy. This one, I'm just like, why do I have work parfait in <laughs> somehow? Oh, man. Everybody loves a good parfait. Everybody you love parfait, parfait. Shrek? <laughs> uh, uh. So what's uh, – yeah, I, I don't have any, anything else, and that, that brings me to uh, – the question what was what was your favorite quote or your favorite line or your favorite part oh man uh i can't pick just one of donkey's lines because there's so many good ones there's so many yeah there so i mean all right so i'm gonna say my favorite donkey line was probably when he first gets to shrek's house and he walks in the house and he says we stay up all night tell manly stories and in the morning i'll make a waffles yeah, <laughs> and uh, so that's probably my favorite donkey line. But uh, pretty close to it is when Lord Farquaad's uh, interrogating the gingerbread man, and he starts he starts pulling the button his gumdrop buttons off. <laughs> not the buttons, <laughs> not the gumdrop buttons. <laughs> oh man, I was literally laughing out loud when he was saying that. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, the the whole that whole gingerbread man being tortured scene. The, there's like I think it was like probably like what maybe five six scenes every cut and every camera angle in that and every camera movement in that whole like in that scene was just great yeah it was so and it was so great the build up to that time. scene like when he's walking down the hallway and like makes him look all tough yeah then he like walks through and it like it reveals that he's like four foot six the shadows the <laughs> shadows of everything yeah yeah is, uh, which is funny because it's like uh, it, when, it just reminds me of when Shrek and Donkey are walking and they're talking they're talking smack on Farquaad's height and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like well you'll be the one measuring up <laughs> there are the those who think there are those who think little of him yeah that was hilarious <laughs> oh my uh, gosh so what was your favorite quote Ty <sighs> yeah like you said like almost everything that came out of Donkey's mouth was just hilarious <laughs> Um, when at the like whenever Fiona reveals to him that she's an ogre, and then she's like, "You have to promise not to tell; it's our secret." And he's like, "What's the good in talking if you have to keep secrets?" <laughs> uh, I honestly think my favorite line though, the one that made me like, because I just wasn't ready for it, 
was when the executioner just was like hollered out like pick number three my lord and held up two fingers dude i don't know why but that just like that literally like put me like bet me in half i was laughing so hard it was just like i just really it was one of the like you know i I, like i said i saw it a long time ago so i remembered bits and pieces and stuff and obviously i didn't remember any dialogue but that caught me completely off guard and had me just laughing hard at it i'm almost See, embarrassed at how hard i laughed at that scene but i would say yeah like that and then like the mirror's talking he's like well there's one little thing uh after dark and he's like bring her to me <laughs> he's like okay uh yeah or when they're like trying to intimidate uh i mean yeah that's i yeah no i'm sticking <laughs> with what i said but i, mean, I, I think we could, it, we could both keep going on forever because we could flip back and forth all night but i love whenever they're like trying to intimidate the mirror and they hold up a little pocket mirror and just punch it Oh, the executioner does, yeah. Yeah, the executioner does, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh man. Well, I think I think we've quoted enough. We yeah, we talked for fifty minutes about Shrek. Yeah, I think uh, that'll uh, that'll probably do it. Uh, yeah, we almost talked for the entirety of the movie. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty close. <laughs> so, if people want to keep hearing us talk about movies and stuff, where can they find us at, Ryan? Well, they can find us at Roll It. Whatever each podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever. We're on all of them. Um, if you want to email us, you can send in requests for movies, complaints, questions, uh, whatever you got to roll a podcast at gmail.com. Anything else, Ty? Yeah. If, uh, if you like our podcast, rate us. That'll help out a lot. If you don't like us, uh, yeah, shoot us an email. Let us know what we can do better. Let us know what we can improve upon. Um, and then shove it up your head. No. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I think we basically covered all the bases. Uh, don't really, I don't have anything fun to end on. Uh, yeah, me neither. Uh, oh, I do have one fun fact that'll probably keep you up at night, but maybe not. So Shrek actually competed or was up for the, uh, Palme d'Or, which is one of the probably the most prestigious award for movies it was up for the palm d'or in 2001 shrek was for one of the most (laughs) for one of the most prestigious movie awards in the world which means there's some filmmakers who worked years to get their movie nominated for that and you have shrek coming in i just i think that's hilarious i mean it's a good movie but man it's a good movie one of the best in the world i don't know uh, yeah, but I mean, we'll always have it. Yeah. Off topic, but are you going to see Cats the musical? No, it's horrifying. That cre- you said, yeah, whenever That's you said this will keep you up at night, whenever I hear <laughs> nightmares or somebody say, like, this will keep you up at night, my mind automatically flashes to the trailer of Cats the musical because I mean, it creeps me the hell out, dude. That's nightmare fuel for yeah, sure. It's for so sure, scary. I know. It's cool. Well, they show that they show that shit to kids in classrooms. <laughs> to kids in classrooms <laughs> can you imagine that you, you you like wake up you're having a good day you go into school you see a tv rolled in there i don't know if they do that anymore but you see a tv in the classroom you're like oh hell yeah starts playing cats the musical dude that freaks me out all right on that note ryan uh we'll talk next week on a movie that has yet to be decided all right for sure man all right catch you then bye everybody